am Mary Stack, and I play Georgie Sullivan, born and bred Brindlewood Bayon and owner of Nitwit Haven. And things are getting kind of darker around here, but I'm excited to see how the magic of friendship resolves it. Hi, I'm Willow Wilson. I play Renette Bollinger. Fun fact about Renette, anytime she has the opportunity to sing happy birthday, I am the loudest and I am the most off key. You cannot take this from me. Hi, I'm Holland Lane Curtis and I play Birdie, the town menace who is currently suspicious of nuns and old ladies and cults. And she misses scene with Flossie, so she's still suspicious of her too. Uh, fun fact about Birdie, she pops people's balloons. She just doesn't like balloons. She'll just pop them. She sees one, takes a hairpin out. My name is Jonah Knight, and this is Roll to Metal. Today we begin The Marvelous, Magical, Murdered Magnus. Written by Alicia Furness, you might be interested in her game Paranormal Inc. or in The Unquiet Dark, which is a Brindlewood Bay 1920s prequel campaign. What? Learn more about her and her work at aliciafurness.com. A link is in the show notes. This mystery is on an every other week release schedule. In the meantime, we've got some pretty cool one-shots showing up in season two of our feed. Okay, let's go. Well, it feels like there's only one more week left until Moose Murders Tech Week. But this time that you have together today is very special. Because it is Georgie Sullivan's birthday. Georgie, what do you do when you wake up on your 70th birthday? Well, I wake up a little earlier than usual because I want to make special birthday coffee cake muffins for my regular muffin delivery. So I get up early and I do that and I go and do my normal walk, dropping off muffins to the various grown students and the Coast Guard around town. And then I head back to my little apartment. And I know that Calliope is going to open Nitwit Haven for me to give me just a little extra time in my morning to relax and reminisce and whatnot. So I get myself set up on the couch with, I put on Josh's Letterman jacket and I sit on the couch and I get cozy under a blanket with a pile of photo albums and old journals and whatnot. And I have my cup of coffee and pearls with me. And I just flip through photo, like old, old photographs of me when I'm young with my parents and then high school age with Georgie and Joshy and birthday pictures from years past and talk to Josh about all the things that have been happening and happening in Brindlewood Bay because Georgie is just living her life with her best friends and she knows that that is a thing that would make Josh very happy so that's what she is kind of focused on in the morning is reminiscing and as I'm flipping through photo albums and reach over to grab a cup of coffee I accidentally knock over a music box that was sitting on the the end table and it hits and you can, you, I, I can hear like springs pop or whatnot. And I pick it up and it's the music box that my mother had given to me for my birthday many years ago. Sad because the springs are loose and the little cylinder isn't turning. 
but then I think Pearl brings a little a little zipper pouch up to Georgie and put my coffee down and open the zipper pouch and I take a look at the music box and I pull out some random things from this pouch. There's a little screwdriver, a small double pointed needle, some putty, a rubber band, some other little miscellaneous items. And I fix the music box using an array of things, wind it up, set it on the table and it plays uh, somewhere over the rainbow. And then she packs up her items absentmindedly and puts them back into puts them into her knitting bag and goes back to enjoying her photo albums while listening to the a little song from her childhood with her cat purring on her lap until it's time to meet up with her friends. Ronette, what do you do the morning of Georgie's birthday? Well, I get up um, a little bit early, uh, which is not particularly early because it's Renette. Um, but I've still got a few finishing touches to put on um, the gift that I've put together for Georgie. So I'm, you know, fiddling with it here and there, you know, uh, trying to figure out a good way to to wrap it in a presentable way for her that ends up being not possible. So I kind of just put a big old ribbon on it. Other than that, once that's done, I, I uh, make myself some coffee and I sit and just take in the morning. Then I get bored. Still got a little bit of time before I'm, uh, before plans start. So I start another project. Uh, I don't have any commissions right now, so I'm really just uh, uh, fiddling with some stuff. So I end up uh, pulling out my uh, my grandmother's old uh, lace making kits. Well, I mean that's the supplies that I have um, for lace making. I've never been good at it. I've always been way too impatient, but I'm bored right now, so I mess around with it. It doesn't go great. Birdie. What are you doing the morning of Georgie's birthday? Well, um, I think Birdie actually sets an alarm for once. Um, and she she's in this mindset of like, I'm going to get up early. I'm going to do all these things that I've planned on doing. It's going to be great. And then the second the alarm hits, she's like, fuck this. And then she sleeps for another 25 more minutes um, just to spite the alarm that dared wake her. Her setup for... Uh, Georgie's birthday is pretty much finished. What she wanted to give her is already finished. Um, so she has that, uh, in, in its like bag by the door. Um, and I think she gets herself a cup of coffee and she for once doesn't go over to coffee to, um, terrorize the employees there. And she stays at home and she attempts to bake something for breakfast to bring to Georgie, like something very simple, like blueberry muffins. And it does not work at all. Uh, the fire alarm goes off three times. Uh, Birdie's cussing up a storm. Um, there's maybe like two that are semi salvageable and she has to like scrape the bottoms of them a little bit. Um, the rest of it, she kind of looks at it and just kind of like mushes it in her hand and tosses it. And she's like, 
it's I'll bake it into pie or something. Probably. I know how to do that. I'll do that. Um, cause you can totally use, uh, crumbled muffin for a pie crust. I think that seems reasonable. Probably. Um, no one correct me if I'm wrong, but if I'm right, obviously I knew that. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I think she gets herself kind of dolled up cause it's her, you know, it's her, one of her closest acquaintances birthdays. Oh, good. Topping muffin crumble pie and then she's like yeah i could totally bake a pie and then she looks up how long it takes to bake a pie and she's like i'm not gonna bake that today though um it's not happening and uh yeah she gets herself kind of dolled up for the day you know wearing wearing a little lipstick wearing some some shadow her her hair is is newly recolored um so it's not like an off uh off blue anymore it's like a nice bright blue um, and yes, she does dye her hair blue. I said that at the beginning, it's still happening. If you're not imagining some blue haired, nosy ass bitty, you're doing it wrong. Um, <laughs> yeah, besides that, she, she grabs her stuff, drives over, uh, in Ringo to Renette's. They have a plan. They are ready to rock. Renette, you're inside when Birdie pulls up. The two of you have as long as you need to talk about any secret plans you may have, or they may not be secret at all. Uh, all right. Oh my, oh my God, Birdie, help, help me get this in your car. Help me. Uh, oh my God. What is the, what, what are we getting into my car? The, the, uh, Georgie's gift. Oh yeah. That, um, we could probably put it in the, I don't think that's going to fit in the trunk. It's going to have to go in the back. Oh, yeah. We'll make it work. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Help me get it. Oh, like out. The, okay. 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 Yeah. We have uh, a, it's a whole montage of us struggling to get the a large, uh, bulky, and strangely shaped object with a ribbon on it uh, into the back of Ringo. It's a very comical montage. Uh, there is lively music playing in the background. Of course. Um, yeah, you can picture it. Yeah. Okay. It's probably something by Kevin McLeod. Mm, yeah. Um. You know, spinning monkeys. Yeah, crazy. That's the one. Birdie, it sounds like to get this awkwardly sized package into your car, you may risk damaging something in your car. What do you think about rolling the day move for this Um, comic montage? I would be more than happy to roll a day move because I get advantage when I roll with anything about Ringo. Um, All right. Specifically the car, but I do think it should also be the person i think you should allow that for me Mm -hmm. jonah but we're talking about the car right now so (laughs) i don't think i'm gonna need to roll for advantage but i just rolled two sixes oh nice oh my can you talk to us about this jenga tetris situation that you have expertly pulled off with ringo yeah so first we have to uh pull both of the the front seats uh as forward as we can first to give it mo- the most amount of room yeah so we pull them out front and then we it's it's just kind of it's an interesting maneuver because i think birdie gets in the car to like pull while Renette is like pushing and then she has to like open the other side of the door to like shimmy out while pulling this thing in it would definitely look really comical I mean, you've done such a great job with this that you could probably 
put Georgie in it as well without taking all this stuff out. Like you've you've done an amazing bit of packing here. Georgie, you're at work and you see your friends pull up right in front. And if this was a TV show, there would be some kind of music playing uh, as they get out of the car. Well, do the two of you want to bring this gift in now? Or do you have another plan for it, Renette? Um, I, I'd say let's let's bring it in now and let's do it as haphazardly as possible. So we're gonna we're gonna shimmy out of the car, get this large object out um, very precariously, handle it between the two of us, and try to like crab walk it over to the front door of the of Nitwood Haven, and. Uh, you know, we're both struggling to lift it, but we're also trying to knock on the on the front door so we can get Georgie to come in and we end up kind of just like, hey, Georgie. I kick the door. Knock, knock. Knock, knock. Let us in. <gasps> I run over and open the door for them. <laughs> Happy birthday. To you. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I wasn't sure if I was going to sing or not, but this is really heavy. I'm kind of out of breath. Thank you. <laughs> come in, come in. Okay, okay. Again, we're kind of crab walking toward the interior of Nitwit Haven. And once we find a space, we plop it down. And Georgie, uh, what you see wrapped with a large ribbon on top is a three-story um, cat tree for Pearl. Um, it is very fancy, um, upholstered with the with the sturdiest, most luxurious textiles, um, it like it's got it's got a, a, a very like thick brocade layer. It's got some velvet, of course, because she's a fancy little lady. Um, of course, it's got a scratching post there too, separate from the velvet. Don't want to get those mixed up. Um, and on the top, uh, the top layer of it, there's a couple of hooks uh, on the on the underside so that you know. If you wanted to knit a nice little hammock for Pearl, you could. Um, it is also functioning very well as it is. It is absolutely precious. It is the it is the fanciest little cat tree. It's it's simple in design. It's its structure is simple enough, but the textiles, the craftiness of it, it's 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 very luxurious. Oh my gosh, Renette. This is, this is beautiful. I love it so much. Oh my gosh. I can't. Thank you. Where's Pearl? Where's Pearl? Yeah, it's not for She'll you. It's for it. Pearl. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Happy birthday. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Gives her a big hug. Yeah. While they're busy, I run back outside to grab um, my bag and then come back in. Because yeah. we definitely didn't have the hands to hold the rest oh. of the stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, but while, while you're doing that, I am saying, oh, it's, it wasn't all me, you know, Caliban helped. He made, you know, the structure of it. I, I just did the, the design and the upholstering and all that. Oh, that was so, that was so nice of him to help. I'll have to thank him too. Of course. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, Georgie, could you talk us through Pearl's first reaction to this grand tree? Yes, please do. When I say where's Pearl... Where's Pearl? 
she takes it as her cue to like come running and investigate like what you know there's squeen and laughter and you know she's like I heard my name and happiness is happening I'm headed in that direction and I think she comes up to it and like sniffs it a little bit first and then kind of like looks meows and then she like jumps up to the first level like the first part and like she curls up and lays there and then she's like wait but there's more and then she like gets up and sniffs it then jumps to the next one curls up there and she kind of does that on the whole tree before finding before ending up on the very top and she stretches out and does a big yawn and just falls asleep (laughs) big stretch big stretch big stretch (laughs) and that kind of yawn where their tongue just like it's a curl and it like flops out (laughs) so precious so i have a thing for it's a companion piece to this and you see if from the bag, there's still something else in the bag, but um, Bertie pulls out, it looks to be like a small wand or baton, and then it has something maybe like straight. No, it's something a little bit more. It's it's knitted. It's knitted on the baton. Um, and Bertie's like, so look, I was gonna, I was going to knit you a scarf. But then I started knitting and I realized how difficult it is and also how much yarn you need for a scarf. So then I was thinking I could knit a scarf for Pearl, but then I realized she was super going to hate that. So instead, I attached it to the stick so then you can, like, wave it around and it's, like, knitted and stuff. But I don't know. She'll like it or whatever. This is lovely. This is a perfect, perfect gift. Thank you. There's holes in it. It's horrific. (laughs) That is precious. Georgie loves it so much. <laughs> She's absolutely the wrong fabric to <laughs> to knit or the wrong string to knit with. Yarn is the word you're looking for. <laughs> no, no. Oh, I think I said correctly. Okay. Yeah, you used string. I'm describing it how Birdie would um, um, because I, course, Holland, obviously know things about knitting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yes, so she hands that to her and then also hands her a card that says uh, 70 is only 21 in Celsius. Um, and on the inside, it's pretty much like a holy fuck, you're old. I'm not, but have fun with that. Love birdie kind of thing. And then the last thing, it's a like small square shaped package. And when uh, when Georgie unwraps it, it is uh, a CD. Um and Bertie says, it's also like I can put it on iTunes and Spotify, but basically, this is going to sound really stupid, but whatever. Um, it's music and it's, you're going to like it. So just listen to it, whatever. Um, for context, Bertie has been snooping around Georgie's house and talking to old classmates and peers of Georgie and made a playlist of songs from important moments in Georgie's life. So, like, the first dance at her wedding, um, playlist of songs uh, of this summer. She graduated from college. Uh, the song she danced to with Josh uh, at senior prom. Um, the song that was the number one the day she was born. Uh, a song or two from some of the records or CDs she might have around the house. Um, and then at some point, I do think Birdie, like, hacked into her iTunes or Spotify to see what she listened to the most and put one or two of those on there. You can presume what a lot was on there. There's a lot of Simon and Garfunkel. I presume Elton John's Your Song is on there. 
Credence Clearwater Revival with a little help from my friends. And then the last song on that is You've Got a Friend by James Taylor. So, yes. And so Georgie won't know the songs until she listens to it, though? I think Birdie probably wrote them on the CD, (laughs) if you can decipher. Okay. You made me a (laughs) mixtape? It's whatever. It took me like three seconds. It's totally fine. Don't. What are you doing? It took days. It did not. Georgie grabs Birdie into a hug. <laughs> it's stop. Why are you so emotional? It's fine. Renette takes He's a picture nothing. of them hugging. Oh, stop it. Yeah, I, I appreciate you in my life or something. I don't know. Don't get used to me saying things like this. It's just because it's your birthday. I'll take it. I appreciate you in my life also. Birdie makes a face. <laughs> Georgie pulls Renette into what is now a group hug. <laughs> group hug. Oh my God. I just appreciate you so much every day, Georgie. I love you, ladies. I love you. And James Taylor plays in the background as the montage continues. Now, as the three of you leave the store, Georgie, um, Pearl is sleeping. Do you take Pearl with you? Pearl looks so happy where she is. I don't think I want to disturb disturb her and i leave the little the stick with the the cat toy the yarn and i put it on the counter and i calliope when pearl wakes up let's you know test out the her new toy and see how she likes it and send me pictures oh i will where is the first place that the three of you go i think we probably stop by coffee Mm -hmm. um but birdie keeps her mouth shut only because it's Georgie's birthday. This is the only time it'll happen. Um, and they just get her whatever she wants. Presuming she's probably already had breakfast because she's always an early bird. Yeah. But, you know, a little snack or a little tasty drink or something. Renette is fully freaking out about how Birdie isn't making a ruckus in here. And it's absolutely wonderful. You're making me want to make a ruckus. Can you just... Leave just, off, I just, please. I, I, yeah, it's just so wonderful to see. Yeah, and it's never going to happen again. So oh, shut up. Okay, okay, okay. I'm just. I, I, I see you, and I appreciate you. Well, stop seeing me. It's not my birthday. God. You know what? You're right, Georgie. I see Birdie, and I appreciate her. <laughs> me too. <laughs> so embarrassing. Stop over to order a coffee. Just glowering at Rowan. Well, Rowan isn't really paying attention to you because when she saw the three of you enter, she uh, she indicated to the other barista that she'd be right back. And she comes out with a cupcake and a candle and a balloon that says happy birthday. And she leads all the employees of coffee... Oh. In a very jazzy round of happy birthday. Does Renette know this fact about Birdie and her propensity to pump balloons? How, has, how far into our friendship do we need to go in order for that to come up? I feel like it wouldn't be something Birdie would mention. It would be more of a like, you've seen it happen. Okay, so I I'll leave that up to you. I have, okay, I'm going to roll. I'm just going to roll um, <laughs> for my own... Sense of. I mean, it's Georgie's balloon, but it came from Rowan. So, 
okay. So I'm going to, I got a mixed success. So I think I have a suspicion, but not enough to do anything about it. You don't have enough evidence to back it up. I don't have enough evidence to back it up. So I'm like, you will she, wouldn't, today. She, wouldn't, she wouldn't do it. Is anyone looking at the balloon? Well, I think that Georgie and Rowan are kind of in everybody's gaze because Rowan is handing over this cupcake and handing over this balloon. And she says, happy birthday to one of my favorite customers ever. I heard he's just a dark cloud behind her. Like. <laughs> uh, Georgie says, thank you. Thank you so much. That was so lovely. May I, may I give you a hug? Of course, of course. And they hug, and she blows out the candle. And there's a, a some scattered applause from the other patrons. Renette gives a whole standing ovation. <laughs> Excellent singing. I think back inside Ringo, that balloon is kind of in the way of the rearview mirror. I don't know if anybody notices except for Birdie. Maybe. Oh, what a shame. Um, hey, Georgie, I know it's your birthday and all, but the, the balloon's kind of in the way. And, you know, we've got a lot of stuff I can't really see. You know, it was a nice gesture and all, but it is from Rowan. If I can't trust someone with scones, I can't trust them with balloons either, you know? Oh, I, I understand. I'm sure carrying a balloon around all day is somewhat impractical. Should I, how do, do you want me to tuck it down? Like what, what should we do? So hear me out. Um, what if we popped it? Oh, well, that's an idea. It is. I think it's a great idea. And actually it's quite fun. Um, I, I do have a little bit of experience with that, um, specifically birthday balloons. It's, um, it's very cathartic, you know, uh, if you feel like an aggression of towards anything or anyone, you see a balloon, you just want to, you just want to pop it, you know? It's, it's, I, I guess I can understand that. It's sort yeah. of like, uh, like, uh, like fighting against the concept of aging, you know? It's just like, sure. hey, you can't. Yeah. No. No That's... way, balloons. You can't tell me time has passed because you're That's dead. totally it. Super. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally that, got it. That's very, um, that, that is very deep. So Thank does you. that mean I should pop it then? Is that how that works? Well, or do my, or like does to. my friend pop it? I mean, it's me. my car, but... <laughs> Well, no. How does this ritual work? Do I pop it or does my friend pop it for me? Well, you know, with the whole ritual thing, it's usually me who's doing the popping. Okay. Um, that being said, I suppose you're one of my um, cohorts. Okay. <laughs> um, so, you know, you it's your birthday. It's can I hold it and then you pop it? Because that will give me the same sort of effect, I think. Yeah, okay, okay. Okay. Uh, Georgie rummages around in her knitting bag and like... You got a needle? Out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then she oh, hands, hands the blue... Right, right towards the top. Oh, yeah. Okay. Right. right there? Yeah. And then she no, goes, a little bit to the left. Oh. And then she just <laughs> pops it. <laughs> oh, that was cathartic. <laughs> We could go and get more balloons, actually. 
one. We could load them up and then we could just pop them. Yeah, I know. I can, I can kind of see. It's kind of like the satisfaction of jumping into a pile of leaves. Yeah. Describe to me the next section of the montage. <laughs> well, we go get balloons. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's also a little bit about how, how Georgie's feeling. Um, so we got a little bit of a breakfast. Because she's so beloved, I think we would you know, do it based on her comfortability, but likely parade her around town a little bit so everyone who loves her can show her a little bit of love on her birthday um, because she deserves it and she's our friend or whatever. Aw. Yeah, so I guess whatever's the closest next stop that's a hubbub for Brindlewood Bands. Visit all, visit all our haunts. Brindlewood Books is a good place to start. Mm-hmm. Well, Gert is behind the counter. They've got uh, green glasses on today. Okay. Kind of matching Pickles' hair. It looks Did like... Adopt, have, is this a sign that they've adopted Pickles? No, but... Oh, okay, good. Well, I haven't missed my chance. <laughs> but Pickles is, is there with uh, an armload of books, and Gert seems to be directing him somewhere. And the bell rings... When the three of you enter, Gert smiles and says, I was hoping you would come by today. And they duck behind the counter and come out with a little birthday bag with some uh, some ribbon all curled up around the handles. This is for you from Ellen and me. Oh, thank you. That was so nice. Oh, and may I say, really, I really love your glasses. Oh, thank you. Inside the bag is a galley of the very first Gold Crown Mysteries. So this is one of the versions that the publisher sent out that is not for sale. It's kind of old now. It's, uh, gosh, how long have these books been published? Long time. You got an ARC copy? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, so this is one of those those quirky ones that most normal people never see in their lives. But Gert says, we've had this one upstairs for some time, and I, I couldn't think of anyone else I'd rather have it. This is so, I don't, the words, I don't even know. This is spectacular. I'm, I'm quite honored that you would think of me for this gift. This is love just thank you so much how does the rest of the montage at the bookstore go we browse we uh we just meander soak in the vibes see if there are any new um gold crown mysteries or adjacent so as you're looking around the mystery room birdie ellen is in there and she says birdie did you see that we made all the, the names of the authors in a much bigger size now they should be a lot easier for people to see in case they, um, you know, need a little help finding their way through the store. That is so helpful. That'll be just, it'll make book shopping even dreamier than it was previously. That is so very helpful for, for other people. That's wonderful. Yes, thank you. It was, it was really because we care so much about our, our patrons. And she's saying this entirely to Bertie. Uh, that we just want this to be a very comfortable, welcoming atmosphere for everyone, no matter no matter where they are in life. And we, what we is this? What are you doing? 
Nothing at all. Nothing at all, dear. Hmm. Okay. Uh, I'm 69. I'm not decrepit. I have nice. eyes. Actually, I have pretty much perfect vision. Yeah, it's her hearing that's going. It's my hearing. You see these hearing aids? Um, yeah. I don't wear glasses. You, whatever works for you. Whatever works for you. We just want you to know that that we also see you and that we value you. And that if there is anything else that we can do to make your shopping easier here, just, just let me know. Just let Gert know and we'll um, we'll make whatever changes you need. I love this place. I really don't know if I should be like thankful or offended because I feel like you're insinuating it because I'm old or something. No, I would not say that. No. No. Is it because I'm crazy? Because it's fine if it's if it's because I'm crazy. No, we just need to be in tune with with our family, and you're like family, so. Um, oh. You know, just, just. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Who told you? Well, we've always sort of. She looks a little confused. We, we we've always. I mean, not always, but we've grown. Uh-huh. We've grown to really appreciate you, and mm-hmm. and. The the vibe that you bring. Uh-huh. It's not because of my last name or anything. She looks a little confused. No. Um, no? What? I, I'm sorry. Okay. I'm, I'm embarrassed to I say mean, this. If you're just... what, is, what is your last name? I mean, you're just Birdie. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm just Birdie. Yeah. You know. Then it's fine. And I'm... This is definitely weird, and I'm going to put a pin in this, but I'm appreciative that you're so accommodating. Um... Of course, of course, it is it is a priority for us to be accommodating for everyone. So, uh-huh. yes. But apparently, specifically for specifically Bernie. for me, though, I mean, I am not that mad about it. I'm well, just like wondering where it's coming from. We've started pricing the 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 chair that to help getting upstairs, making that a little bit easier for for folks who need extra assistance, and we're not quite there yet. But we did increase the font size on all of the okay, others. Okay, so yeah. Okay, so so. It, so it is an old thing. No, no, no. Many no. people, many people need extra help, and really, uh-huh. even though we have the ramp in the back, that's not as exciting as going up the main the main staircase. So we just uh-huh. want to make make everything as accessible as possible because of you, because of you. That really made us think of that and prioritize well, it. Why? When did I say that I needed more accommodations? Oh, it's, it's, you don't have to say it. You don't have to say it. (laughs) I'm sorry. I should, I should get back downstairs. Um, Mm -hmm. And she kind of gives Renette and Georgie a little quick glance. (laughs) All right. If you, if you need anything else, um, just, just, just so accommodating. I'll just call and ask. Yeah. Okay. Great. Thank you. No problem. What the fuck? (laughs) I whispered to Georgie, I think that was her gift to to you, was witnessing that whole interaction. I should have bought popcorn. I, you know, I could have filmed it. (laughs) I'm just dumbfounded. I was so close to pulling out my phone and recording that the whole time. I was just like, oh, as soon as I press record, it's going to end. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so confused. Whatever. It's fine. If that means we get one more, um, if that means we get more shit, then I don't care. Where do you go next? Somewhere that's not going to treat me like I need accommodations. Even though, as Holland, 
accommodations are totally very understandable important. and very healthy and fine. Don't listen to Birdie. Birdie's just a shithead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Back in the game. That was a good PSA. Yeah. That's You're good. welcome. Appreciate it. Do you want a dinner before the magic show? Yeah, we could go to that nice place we went where um, that one lawyer accosted us. Oh, yeah, it was a, it was a gluten-free pasta. Yes. The yes. place. I, I think it was called something like gluten-free pasta place. <laughs> that sounds right. <laughs> I, I mean, so. yeah, that sign is pretty big in the window. Yeah. There may be another. Oh, good. Name, it's accommodating. But... Sorry. Or <laughs> <laughs> he's going to be saying shit like that the entire time. <laughs> mm-hmm. The camera cuts to the three of you uh, well into your meal, having a grand old time. What is your conversation like over gluten-free pasta? Still dissecting that bookstore thing. Um, Bernie will not shut up about it. Yeah, uh, Renette goes into way too much detail about why she can't eat uh, gluten. Um, It gets graphic. We don't need to go into details about that, but Renette doesn't realize that she's going into way too much detail. Georgie just listens to her friends like with a little smile on her face. Like, I love these girls. (laughs) They're mine. (laughs) I think after one or two directs away from uh, talking about why gluten-free is essential um, for Renette, um, I think Bernie kind of steers it towards... Um, what are other birthdays that you've had that were your favorite birthdays? And in that kind of, uh, trying to give her the space to talk a little bit about any, anything that she wants, but just, you know, there have been many birthdays with many important people that may not be here at the moment. So giving her the space that should she wish to, to reminisce. I mean, I've had a lot of lovely birthdays in in my lifetime, and I expect to have quite a few more lovely birthdays. But I I do remember a birthday with Josh where we did we had a similar day as today, where we just kind of went to all of our favorite places in Brindlewood Bay, and it you know I believe the aquarium was still open and functioning, <laughs> and. You know, we just visited and really enjoyed our community and the life that we had built together. And it's just, you know, being able to to do that again with you, ladies, is just very special. So thank you. And soon enough, the three of you finally make your way towards the Siren Speakeasy. And it looks like this place is pretty busy. Yeah, you can see there's a line. It seems to be moving, but there are definitely folks here. They seem to be dressed like tourists. It does take an extra few minutes to find parking because, hey, the the streets are pretty full. And there are people that aren't paying attention who don't know their way around, sort of walking in the middle of the street. Get the fuck out of my way. <laughs> Yes, I'm speaking to you. You're standing in the middle of the sidewalk. It's a free country, lady. It's not about to be in a second if you keep talking to me. Just absolute gibberish. She's just just harassing. Renette is laughing her ass off at this. (laughs) Um, I think we may have, should she have wished to, doll Georgie up a little bit as well. 
if if she was interested in it, just a, a little very basic, like done her hair a little bit, maybe given her some, you know, given her some some more eyebrows and a little bit of lip action, you know. If she wanted. George, I think Georgie is into it because she's uh-huh. typically just like get up, do my schedule, like practical, doesn't spend a lot of time on that kind of stuff. So it would seem like a fun, like extra little treat. Uh-huh. Do you do this in the car before going in? For sure. <laughs> Birdie, what is one adjustment you make to Georgie's look? Um, I give her the option of a few different types of eyeshadow. Um, and Birdie points them out like, this is the boring, I mean, this is the standard palette. And then this is the glittery, fun, amazing one. Um, we can do either. But just as a reminder, it is your birthday. Like glittery would be more festive. I super agree. Um, so do you want purple? Do you want blue? We've got a bright pink. There's a green. I think purple seems delightful. That's what I was thinking. It'll work great with your eyes. Yeah, so giving her a little bit of glitter on, on her lids. Renette, what is, what is one alteration that you make to Georgie's look? Hey, Georgie, what are your thoughts on a nice, uh, a nice bustier? Yeah, are, are you feeling like wearing a, like a nice fancy, uh, fancy, fancy corset today? You know, it goes very well under a blazer. You can, you can dress it up, down, however you like. I do have a uh, one that's, uh, I've got, a, I've got a, a couple on hand that could, uh, could possibly fit adjustable that sounds great let's do it okay i i uh i dress her up in a nice um victorian corset not too much of a cinch much more you know comfy it's got kind of like silver accents um uh like like it's edged with like this silvery velvet but uh it's like a deep uh eggplant color with like just a little bit of extra pink in there uh, not too, not too fancy. Uh, no, not much, no lace, no glitter, um, but just like well-made and uh, classy. It looks real good. Georgie, you are the center of attention. You get to the front of the line. The stairs start to go down and there's Sally right at the door. And she recognizes the three of you, of course, and does a little double take for you. Georgie, right in the front. And she smiles and reaches down and takes out a little envelope. She says, I'm so glad that you could make it. This is going to be such a fantastic evening. Here are your tickets. Oh, uh, Renette, Ronnie said she's sorry she couldn't be here, but she wanted to talk to you later about something. I don't remember. She wanted to talk to you. Okay, yeah. good, 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 good. That that yeah. makes that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, she yeah. said she's a little under the weather. She said she'd catch up with you later. That's yeah, that's yeah. that's probably that that, that, that that checks out. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Now, did the three of you come because you heard the rumors that I did about how the marvelous magical Magnus and she looks like she's waiting for you to finish the sentence. Still doing a cool cool show. Is he, oh, of course, yeah. I'm a big fan. I've been a big fan of his since those YouTube videos became a became a thing. No, because of your book club. Is that why? Because, oh, wow. No, the rumor is that in the next Gold Crown Mysteries book, 
there's a character based on Magnus. Have oh, you heard that? My, oh my goodness. God. I can't wait. It's oh on, my goodness. It's on the rumor sites. And I tried to ask him about it when he came in earlier and he gave me that look, you know, the look that he gives. Oh, this is ridiculous. Uh, but, but no, I, th I think it's true. I think it's true. I think he's going to be in the next book. That's okay. Well, now I'm yeah. even, I'm now I'm even more, uh, more excited to see this show. Thanks for the, thanks for the hot tip. I yeah. was not aware of this. Yeah. It's, um, it's unofficial. So if you're looking for spoilers, you know, you might not have found it, but, uh, but I don't know. I don't know. I think there's going to be an, an announcement in another month or so. We'll keep our fingers crossed. Very exciting. Yeah. Well, go on in. Your table is, uh, it's towards the front, you know, with some of these magic shows, sometimes people on stage, you don't really want to be in the front row or you become the target. So you're a little bit back You're You're it's, they're great seats, but maybe not directly in the sight lines. Thank That's probably that. for the best. <laughs> For, for all of us. And you get inside and Sirens is packed with tourists. This place absolutely looks like it is sold out. Uh, looks like you might have maybe 10, 15 minutes. You can see your table is over there. No one is at your three-person table. Do you want to just go right to your seats? You, there, the bar is open. You can grab a waitress. What would you like to do? Let's get some drinks. We got to get some drinks. Renee, you know this, you, this place better. Uh, let's, let's go to our seats and flag over uh, one of the waitresses. They're all okay. real nice here. Hello, ladies. What can I get for you this evening? Well, it is uh, Georgie's birthday. Oh. So whatever, whatever she wants. Well, what can I get for you, Miss Birthday Girl? Sorry, as a player, I really have to think about this. <laughs> that is important. I'm trying to think what Georgie would or what Renette would order too. Well, first of all, we need a round of apple pie shots for the for the table. Okay. Jot, jot, jot. And I'll come back and get the rest of your drinks in just a minute? Yeah, we'll, we'll start with that, yeah. All right, I'll be right back. There's got to be some siren signature cocktails. Yeah. I'm sure there is, and I'm sure that one of you knows what it is. Yeah, the, the, the siren signature... Um, M cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's got rum and um it's got I don't know. I don't I don't know enough about this stuff. T tonic water is that a, that's a thing. Um <laughs> and, but it, and and it, and it has other ingredients too. Oh, is it sort of like a seafaring kind of? Um, yeah, it's it's uh, sirens, speakeasy, yeah, oceany kind of. Uh, yeah, it is okay. very much that. Yes, it's okay. a pina colada. Just okay. say it's a pina colada. Okay, but it's it. No, it's a siren signature cocktail. It's it's a pina colada, Renette. It's the siren signature pina colada, cocktail. which is a pina colada, but it's There's... the siren signature. What's the signature in it, huh? It's it's where you are. It's, it comes in a fancy glass with like a okay, little so mermaid. Okay, so it's pina colada in the siren song. You know what? We're done. We're done. Here. I want a whiskey on the rocks. <laughs> so this conversation is going on. There's only a couple of minutes before the show starts, and maybe Georgie, because you're over on the side uh, witnessing this conversation that sort of like goes on and on for a little while, uh, you can hear. 
the voice of the man sitting at the table beside you. And he's got a uh, Bluetooth earpiece, and you can just hear him start with, go for gold. Wait. Uh, you sure you should be thinking about this now? You should be concentrating on... Yeah, okay, after tonight. We'll talk about it after tonight. All right. Okay. So, Georgie, your eyes are sort of caught by this man. He looks like he's got some slicked back hair. Kind of a power suit. Kind of a... Uh, he's one of these guys who, like, goes to a vacation town in the middle of the summer and still wears a douchey full suit. <laughs> so, that kind of tells evidence. you something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It doesn't look like he's taking this uh, this earpiece out. But your conversation continues. Does he look like the type of person that's going to talk during the show? I mean, you've definitely met people that have dressed like this before that have talked during shows. Okay. I'm just going to keep an eye on him. Because the only one who gets to talk during shows is me. <laughs> <laughs> now, he said something about... Yeah, go go for gold. That could be like his last name. Could also be uh, maybe he works in publishing. Maybe this is a tie to Gold Crown Mysteries. Maybe this guy is here to lock in some deal. I mean, I was going to say Olympics, but that's better. Okay. <laughs> and the lights start to dim. The curtain is still closed. It looks like, geez, there are spotlights. Are there usually spotlights here, Renette? There's some spotlights. Oh, yeah, we've got a, I mean, we've got a whole setup. I'm All saying right. this very loudly while the while the show was starting. Wait, they can't start before Georgie has her drink. Georgie, what kind of drink did you want? Oh, I feel like um, giving. I absolutely ordered whatever the signature. Uh, the yeah, the, the yeah. siren signature the Long Island iced tea. It's a you know what? No, there's a there's a full list of signature cocktails. So I just want to <laughs> confirm here that everyone had a shot. Yeah. And then Bertie had a whiskey on the rock on the rocks. On the rocks, double. And then everyone also had a signature. Renette had a, a, a siren signature pina colada cocktail, and I believe Georgie um, also had a, something like that. It might be a different kind of siren signature cocktail. Yeah, maybe um, it's the the Sirens Island tea. Mm, yeah. Sirens Thousand Island, Island tea. iced tea. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. So it sounds like as the show begins, all of you can add the condition tips, <laughs> and the lights start to dim, and the spotlights are wiggling around, and slowly the music swells and the curtains part. And it looks like the stage is set up with a number of stations and a number of strange devices, from tables to cabinets to aquariums to trunks. And the first person out on stage is a lady with uh, long, dark hair and pale skin, and she starts doing the Vanna White, and she starts motioning to this in time to the music. And then... Now, it's not Magnus yet. And then another woman comes out, and she is dressed almost as a chorus dancer. And she's doing interesting moves that, if you've been paying attention to illusionists lately, it seems maybe a little out of place. Like someone also hired a dancer to be a part of this act. And there's some coordination between the assistant and the dancer. And they're moving around, and they, they look great. Renette, you've spent so much time in the theater... It's quite possible that this assistant is in drag. 
maybe Wonderful. from yeah from this distance you're not 100 percent, but you're like you're inching up there on your percentages on nice. your suspicions love it fabulous so they're moving around they're moving the furniture they're moving the props and then suddenly there is a clap of symbols and the marvelous magical Magnus is right there in the middle of the stage with his perfect pencil thin mustache with a slight curl at the end, just a little, just a little bit of dark facial hair right under his lip, just enough, just enough to be impressive. And he's got his cape and he twirls, he doesn't say anything. And he starts to motion to the first piece of equipment Georgie, what is the first illusion that the marvelous magical Magnus performs to open this show? He like levitates a orb. It's a floating orb and there's no strings anywhere around and like maybe it glows and spins. How does the assistant get involved with this floating orb? I think the assistant is demonstrating how there's like she puts her arms underneath it. And then does a little dance move and then on the side, <laughs> all like all like it's interpretive dance kind of thing. <laughs> and the orb rotates around the stage. You're all pretty sure that it's attached to like a wire, maybe another wire. But then like a ring comes out and seems to pass all the way around it. So maybe it wasn't attached to a wire. And then it starts hovering out over the audience and starts to travel over the front row and from where the three of you are you're pretty sure there's no wire holding this thing up this is pretty impressive it's cult stuff always the cultists <laughs> that's some culty shit in here mm -hmm. Renette, what is the second illusion that the marvelous magical magnus performs all right i don't know a lot of illusions so i'm just gonna say um he pulls out a deck of cards and you think okay you know just sleight of hand card magic but he uh he starts doing that and then he just starts like uh placing the cards so they're like they, they just kind of stick in the air kind of and he just like so it's just like there's like 20 cards just floating around him, just stuck in place, but like not touching anything. It's really cool looking. Yeah. And then the chorus line dancer comes and does this kind of Irish step. And it sort of turns into a weird limbo. Like who choreographed this thing? But like she goes underneath the cards. Mm -hmm. And then she comes up the other side and does like, goes from an Irish step into a, a ballet thing. Okay. Someone someone probably had a vision for this okay. at some point. They had not. They're, 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 an idea was had. Yeah. The, and she executed it. I don't know if it, um, it, I don't know. I can't say if it landed properly, but she executed a thing. She did her best. Yeah. And while she is doing whatever it is she's doing, I mean, it looks like she's a good dancer. She's just, yeah. well, the choreography is something yeah. else. Yeah, they tried. The choreographer had, did a thing. But the, mar yeah. the marvelous magical Magnus indicates to the assistant and his assistant goes out and looks for a volunteer. 
Looks for a volunteer. Looks for a volunteer. Renette is uh, ra- raising it's her hand birthday. And she's like, oh no, 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 and starts gesturing it at Georgie. Like, it's only if you want to, but like right over here. No, you have to. It's your birthday. It's your birthday, and you have to, but only if you want to. And the guy at the table next door is like, "Yeah, get that lady on stage. It's her birthday." Yeah, if exactly. Want, if you want to. Okay, for the record, this gives Mary a lot of anxiety. (laughs) I know, I'm so sorry. This is my nightmare. (laughs) Uh, But I think Georgie is like, she's into it. Like, she's having a good time with her friends. And, um, you know, it's been a great day. She's sure, whatever. Like, let's let's get silly. (laughs) And she's a little tipsy. Yep. Birdie, the assistant, takes Georgie up on stage and they begin setting up for the next illusion. What is the next illusion that involves Georgie? A pretty common one for illusionists is um, quote-unquote sawing an audience member in half. Mm -hmm. End quote. Um, Or something of the like. So there's, there's definitely some sort of like illusionist with some fake danger involved. Georgie, the assistant has you very gently by one arm and kind of leans in and says, this won't hurt a bit. It's very easy. Just uh, just play along and look very surprised. You'll know when to look surprised. Okay. <laughs> and the marvelous magical Magnus does some sweeping arm gestures. Suddenly he's holding a magic wand, came from somewhere. And he waves it around Georgie, and it looks like that uh, the assistant indicates that you should lay down on the table, and they put a, uh, a sheet over you. And then there are walls that are built up on your right and on your left. And you're sort of, from the audience, Renette and Bertie, you can see that this looks like it is moving into sawing someone in half. Georgie, you might not quite be aware of that right now. But you do have a moment where you're laying on stage and looking up at the lights, and one of them looks like it's wiggling a little. Shit. And the assistant says, just stay very still, and it'll just be another moment or two. Um, I don't suppose we could move out from under that light? (laughs) There's a moving light. There's a stage light. It looks like it's going to come loose. So this from is a real danger has happened to me before. <laughs> from the audience, you can see, uh, Renette and Bertie, you're probably a little more cued into this than some of the other audience members because the marvelous magical Magnus is twirling his cape and he's making some very fantastic gestures. The dancer is dancing. But the two of you can see that the assistant is sort of like leaned over because George is, Georgie is speaking to her a little bit. And the assistant looks up looks a little, uh, just a a moment of surprise. And the assistant adjusts where Georgie is on stage. And it looks like that almost bumps into the dancer. The dancer has been thrown off by the movement of the cutting someone in half trick. The marvelous magical Magnus seems momentarily annoyed, but that passes very quickly as he pulls out a giant saw and walks right over to Georgie's midsection brandishes the saw, flourishes it in the air, and begins to saw Georgie in half. Oh, my 
my God. And with the assistant on one side and the dancer on the other, sure enough, Georgie is now in two pieces and they're both twirling about the stage. Uh, and then they come back together. And the marvelous magical Magnus waves his magic wand. And Georgie sits up, all back together again. Thank fuck. I was oh, worried. <laughs> yeah, okay, now, yeah, yeah. Come, come back, Georgie. You, you're safe down here. You did it. I'm proud of you. Oh, oh that was a... Uh, I mean, the side in half was fine. It was a loose stage light that really sh- had me shook. Yeah, I'm sorry I encouraged oh. you to go up there. Right? I should have thought that through. I know that's like a no-go for you. Well, to be fair, I didn't think it through either. <laughs> Alcohol, whoa. Yeah. Alcohol, whoa. <laughs> and the show goes on. There's some some bit with rings. There's some bit uh, with like a drill that sort of like drills through a watermelon, but then there's no hole in the watermelon. That was pretty good. Yeah, that's a classic. And everyone loves this show. There's a fantastic response from everyone. Uh, the tourists are super into it. And this guy next at the table next to you seems very pleased with the direction of the show. Enjoys it. Any more drinks as the show is going on? Definitely. Yeah, I mean, Renette gets another siren signature cocktail. It's a pina colada. Not this one has, again. This, I don't know if a pina colada normally has rum in it, but, I, but Renette is like, this one has rum in it. <laughs> I don't know what's in a pina colada. It's rum. rum. <laughs> this, yeah. this one, it's the siren signature because it's got rum in it. It's a pina colada. <laughs> <laughs> the big finale of the show. A giant glass tank is brought out with water in it. And it looks like there are even some fishies swimming around inside. <gasps> And the assistant helps the marvelous magical Magnus up on some steps. And he says, and for my final trick, I will dive into this tank. I will be locked within. I will be turned around. And I will escape in front of all of you. Make sure it's not under that loose stage light. Well, unless you're screaming that. Renette is screaming. Just heckling. (laughs) (laughs) Renette is screaming that, but I'm sure it's happening while everyone else is like, yeah, let's do this. Yeah. The mustache looks dumb. Just. (laughs) Yeah, somehow very impressive. (laughs) So this is fascinating because he goes to dive, and for a moment, it's as though he's suspended in the air. He holds just a beat and then almost changes his direction and glides perfectly into this tank. And he looks out and he smiles. And the assistant places another sheet over the top. And the dancer is doing a, uh, a, an interpretive dance of great fear and paranoia. That emotion is coming across. There's some skill involved with that. Mm-hmm. The tank is being moved around. The tank is being moved around. The music swells. The assistant pulls the sheet off of the tank and it is empty. And there's great applause. Everyone erupts. And then the assistant kind of is frozen, like looking about. And the dancer is waiting and is waiting. 
They both look around and they look like they confer very quietly for a moment. It looks like this guy sitting at the table next to you feels like something might be wrong. Certainly Magnus is not in the tank. And then another moment goes by and it feels like the music has crescendoed. The assistant and the dancer are sort of standing there. The assistant leans over, whispers something, and they both do a big bow, a big flourish, and they begin clapping to get everybody in the audience clapping. And you can see the assistant yell off stage, pull the curtain. Well, and, they really know how to keep us on our toes. And they bow and they clap as the curtain closes. I was really expecting Magnus to rush in. Yeah, I know. I was thinking you know, he was going to rush seems, in. It seems like the type of thing that somebody named Magnus would do. Yeah. So maybe that wasn't the firm finale that you kind of were anticipating. Probably going to be more. He's probably hiding somewhere. Maybe he's I mean, going to come yeah. and sit with us. Like he'll he'll show up under somebody's table or something. Yeah, it's going to be funny. They're like, like I know that they like to like think like, oh, it's a it's the end, but like something went wrong. But really, it's fully part of the show, and they're just really good at hamming it up about it. I mean, I didn't think they were that good at like their expressions and and acting until that point. But maybe that's the point that they're like really good yeah. at to throw you off. Yeah, I think that's got to be it. It's all part of the, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So as you're having this conversation, it also looks like the audience doesn't quite know if that's it. It doesn't feel like that's it. But then the house lights come up and you can see a guy with uh, long red hair sort of pulled back in a ponytail. Uh, he's got like scuffed boots on. He runs. You can see him like over on the side running around to the back. Renette, you know your way around backstage here. Does this guy have a mustache? Uh, this guy does not have a mustache. Uh, well, I mean, it could have been a fake mustache. Mm. This could be Magnus rushing in. Renette that... kind of thinks it's Magnus rushing in. Okay, rushing in. Uh, it's quite possible you are tipsy. I yeah. That, <laughs> that might have been him. Mm -hmm. uh, and then Georgie, uh, even though most of the other patrons are still like wondering if that was it, this guy seated next to you stands up and walks very quickly in the same direction that that red-haired guy with the ponytail just went a moment or two later and Sally comes out and says one more round of applause for the um the marvelous magical Magnus and she's very enthusiastic and everyone applauds and she just has she looks a little like this wasn't my job but I'm doing my job now I guess I'm, this is my job and she says thanks everybody for coming this has been a great show, wasn't it? Yay! There's uh, you can see there's uh, there's someone back there. If anyone wants to buy Magnus's book, uh, t-shirts are on sale. Thank you all for coming. Come back tomorrow for one of our local bands doing some songs about the sea. Not Jimmy Buffett though. That band got broken up. <laughs> Okay, so Georgie, as a birthday girl, what do you say to us uh, sneaking behind the scenes and seeing if we can get an autograph? I absolutely think we should. Also, I'm just a little worried that something has gone wrong due to the amount of rushing toward the general backstage area. So 
Mm-hmm. Really, this might be an investigation and an autograph scenario. I think if um, if it turns out to be an investigation, then the autograph scenario is a good cover. Yes. That's totally what I was going for. Yeah, for let's sure. go do it. I was thinking that. Yeah. Yeah. So the three of you weave your way through the crowd. The crowd looks like it is accepting that the show is over and they're on their way out. It's uh, Everyone looks like they had a great time, though it's a little subdued, like maybe that finale didn't quite land. The, the hallway to backstage leads to the dressing rooms, leads to props and all that kind of thing. Is that you're just sort of like, Renette, you know your way around. I know my way around this place. Yeah. Uh, and Sally sees the three of you going that way. And she's sort of like, shimmies over a little bit she doesn't look like she's really interfering just more like hey that was a pretty good show yeah i, I was we were hoping to make you get an autograph of that guy he seems very talented yeah i um i they said that he was going to come out and sign autographs after the show but uh they just grabbed me and said that he wasn't feeling well so i don't know if uh well maybe well i mean we can at least uh Stop by and say, uh, sincerely from the audience, get well soon. You did a fantastic job. I'd I'd say he'd appreciate that. I don't know the guy, but I'm sure he'd appreciate that. Uh, You know, I'll tell you what, let me, um, let me just walk in with you. Like, I don't, if, if something, if he's actually sick, maybe. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. You know, a staff member nearby. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I mean, Georgie, it's your birthday. So it's Georgie's birthday. If I can oh. get if I can get you an autograph or a photo, you know, I there, that's the least I can do for your birthday. So let yeah, me this see. This girl doesn't ask for much, so mm-hmm. I know. Yeah, but she deserves the world. She mm-hmm. does. She does. All right. Okay. Yeah. Let's uh, come on with me. And as soon as you all get backstage, and Sally closes the door, you can hear sort of a frantic rushing around from one of the dressing rooms and then further on from backstage that guy with the red ponytail looks like he's dragging a ladder like from backstage onto stage and it looks like there's someone comes out yep the assistant is there no longer wearing that gorgeous wig uh very short hair underneath and that dancer in her sequins is looking very confused there's uh, there's even another guy back here, flamboyantly dressed, carrying a giant coffee from coffee. And that guy with the slicked hair seems to be yelling. And it's like, well, where the hell is he? Where the hell is he? That's not how the show ends. That's not how we talk. If this is a creative choice, it's not working. You could see from the audience. It's not where the hell is he? And no one seems to know how to answer this man. But everyone's rushing about. So from this hallway, you can see first dressing room, second dressing room, backstage to the stairs. Props are all the way at the end of the hallway. So there's a lot of confusion right now. And here you are. Well, Burnett, you know more about the backstage than we do. Yeah. Which dressing room is more likely to have been Magnus's dressing room? Because it's not always the first one. No. Uh, The big one. The nice one. The big one. The nice one. Which one is that? That's the second one down the hall. Okay, I, let's uh, let's check that one out. Yeah. So there's a lot of a lot of confusion. Nobody's really paying attention to you, and Sally is sort of like with you. She looks into the the big dressing room when you get there, and she says, 
And as she opens the door, you can see that there's no one in there. And she says, I'll tell you what, can you three just wait here for a second? Let me talk to, let me talk to Mr. Gold. Yeah. It sounds like he's missing. I, I, maybe there's something I can do to help. Yeah. Uh, maybe just wait yeah. here for a second. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, we'll wait here. Um, but one of us is definitely going to go and eavesdrop on that conversation, right? Absolutely. But maybe not me, because people keep telling me that apparently I don't have the ears and eyes that I used to. Mm. Uh, Georgie, you stay here. Uh, Renette's going to meander about uh, to just, uh, you know, well, looking like she's, you know, doing her, you know, regular old Renette backstage stuff. It's going to meander closer to eavesdrop on that conversation. Okay. It's a good plan. Mm-hmm. And Georgie and Bertie, you are waiting in the dressing room. You're just going to hang out there for a minute. You can take okay. a look in there too. Maybe yeah. do a little investigate. I'm snooping. Yeah. yeah. We'll you got to snoop. You got to snoop. Well, let's follow Renette first. You can see Sally go right up to this man, Mr. Gold, I guess. Are you trying to be sneaky? Are you trying to be hidden? What is your approach? I'm trying to um, blend in with the scenery. You know, Renette always looks like she belongs on or near a stage, what with the amount of glitter she uh, she trails around. Um, I'm just gonna, you know, without making a show of being, you know, stealthy, is kind of just gonna make her way closer in a way where you're just, like, you might see her, but you're not gonna, like, notice, oh, that's Renette and she's getting closer. Well, it sounds like then you might want to roll the day move. I think I might want to roll the day move. Because this doesn't feel quite dangerous. Yeah. It might be the night move soon enough, because it is nighttime. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, under the stage lights. It's, it's yeah. Fine. What's uh? What's the worst thing that can happen if people notice that you're here milling about? I uh, I get kicked out of the backstage, and they're not going to let me look for uh, look for Magnus. All right. All right. So that is an 11 plus three. That's a 14. So nobody notices you, Renette, as you kind of shimmy, kind of sneak your way down the hallway a little bit. Close enough to hear Sally and Mr. Gold. Sally says, is, is Magnus missing? And Mr. Gold says, well, no shit, lady. You think that's the way the the show's supposed to end? That's not the way the show's supposed to end. He gets out of the tank, and then he floats down from the ceiling, like Jesus Christ and all that, and people eat it up, then they buy the shirts, and then we go on to the next town. This is not fine. It was a... No, we don't know where he is. We don't know where he is. He's gone. He's missing. And Sally seems a little taken aback by that. Let me get some of the, the employees, and we'll help look. He's like, yeah, how about you do that? How about you help, huh? How about you help us find the guy who's paying your salary tonight? Technically, it's the audience members that are paying the salary, but like, Renette's not going to say that out loud. Inside the dressing room, Georgie and Bertie, this is where Magnus has been set up probably all day. There's a lot of decorations set up specifically for him. There's a, a gigantic makeup station, wardrobes, costumes, lots of stuff. What would you like to do while you are here? I mean, I think I, I'm just poking around in general. Like, what? What kind of things does a magician need in the a giant dressing room? So Georgie is just kind of like 
poking at makeup, like looking through all the props that maybe didn't get used or like, oh, maybe there's he has notes or whatever about how, you know, like, oh, I need to speed up this trick or slow this down or introduce this at a different time. Like she just kind of wants to see what she wants to peek behind the curtain, as it were. Mm -hmm. So you've described that as though you're not meddling. Are you really meddling? Yeah, I mean, yes. <laughs> Can you roll to meddle? If I roll reason, what does the condition tipsy do for my meddling? Yeah, I think that it does let you roll with this. It gives you the benefit of rolling with disadvantage. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, because maybe your reason is a little blurry at this point. That is a uh, 10. I think I'm um, walking around the room, like physically picking stuff up and looking like trying to like look nonchalant, but like lifting things up and putting them down and like moving over the next pile of things, like pushing stuff around, like actually physically poking at everything. So you move past the makeup station quite an impressive array of product here past that over on the far side there's a a manila folder it's easy enough to sort of like open that up and inside is one newspaper clipping someone with blue pen has drawn a circle around one of the paragraphs and written the word traitor and glancing over it, this seems to be an article about a rival illusionist and about how the marvelous magical Magnus has been losing bookings recently to this other illusionist that is on the same touring circuit that Magnus is. I go to call Birdie over and then realize she's right there. <laughs> oh, look at this article. Ooh, that's spicy. That doesn't bode well, though. Mm. Georgie takes some pictures of the article. Mm -hmm. Birdie's spending her whole time looking for emojis to tell Renette what we found. It takes significantly longer because we're tipsy. A lot of the pictures are blurry. Yeah, I, I have to be honest. <laughs> we're going to have to take some of them again. Yes. Wait, can we get a selfie, too? Yeah, that seems like a fine idea. Okay, pose. <laughs> Renette, back in the hallway, everyone is moving around. You can see this guy with the, the red hair uh, on stage with the ladder. And you start getting texts from your friends. These emojis start coming in slowly. Maybe there's a picture of them with, with duck faces. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this checks out. And so you're not quite paying attention to what's going on around you. When the little trap door near the stairs, going up to the stage, slowly creaks open. And everyone is still sort of not paying attention, still sort of moving around. But your attention is drawn from your phone to this crawl space under the stage. And the dead body of Magnus, wet and twisted, half out of his clothing, as though he was trying to make a change that didn't happen. 
Who's opening the door to this crawl space? It's opening itself? Yes. Okay, okay. It's not the dead body that's opening the crawl space. It's just, okay, okay. Hey, everyone. Look at that. Oh, shit. He he didn't rush in. He didn't. Bernie in the other room. This has been such a fun night. I know. <laughs> We're having such a good time. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>